Welcome to What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm C. Dun, 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 dun. Folks, I'm just going to let him have this. Dun, 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 dun. Get the fuck up. Get the fuck up. Simon says, get the fuck up. So I totally. In the editing bay, you're going to have to bleep all that out. That's going to be fun for you. Ha. I totally forgot the name of this song, but basically this is a very famous rap song from like the early 2000s that sampled the the Gojira theme from yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time, Gojira, a.k.a. Godzilla, because, folks, I Godzilla, was... Godzilla! Godzilla! Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Blue Oyster Cult. That's Blue, Blue Oyster, Oyster Cult. Cult. It's a great song. Yeah. So, folks, I was not like other kids. Or no, no, I was like some kids, just the weird kids. <laughs> I love like while other kids were kind of like, yeah. Well, I, I was into Spider Man. I was into Batman. I was into those things. But you yeah, know, we all were. You know, where most kids are always like, oh, superhero, all this. I was like, nah, bruh, Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla, Godzilla. Like most people say, what's your favorite monster? And I'm always like Godzilla. Like no no we mean like vampires like Godzilla 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 I don't I don't give a fuck about vampires I give a little bit of a fuck about werewolves uh, I really like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein but if you were to tell me to choose greatest uh, monster of them all fuck it Gojira it's Godzilla. Gojira aka Gojira as he's known in Japan um, directed by Shiro Honda this was Japan's cultural response to being nuked twice yeah there, like and they created one of the most iconic movie monsters. Like after King Kong that came out in the, the 30s, like there was really no other giant movie monster. Fun fact, Gojira is one of the only movies from that century that is available in every single country in the world, unedited and unaltered. That is amazing trivia. See, this is why. Isn't, isn't this pretty, is why. This is why. Cool? This is why we we do this podcast. But for... you could go to Iran and see that movie unaltered. In fact, they play it a lot over there. Apparently, that's it's that's crazy. That's crazy. But no, yeah. because it's a giant monster movie, and it's like, oh yeah, and it's just play it. Go for now, it. Now, now there might be some folks. Well, anyone who listens to this podcast will know what we're talking about. But for those that don't know, you might be saying like, wait, I thought the new Godzilla movie. Also starring King Kong isn't coming out till twenty twenty four later twenty twenty four. Oh you oh you basic bitch normies. That's not what we're talking no, about. No no no. We are talking about the Godzilla's daddy studio Toho. You know the guys who created Godzilla in Japan, aka Gojira. You know Toho after what? Uh, let's see. Uh, after seven years, we're like, you know. Shin Shin Gojira did really really well, right? Shin Gojira was directed. It did by well Hideki. in America. Yeah, it was directed by Hideki Anno. It was a great reimagining of of the Godzilla franchise after Toho it was had. Kind of, it was kind of funny. Well, yeah. So basically, Toho Toho in Japan, the Japanese were making Godzilla movies pretty pretty regularly. There would be like a lull, and then you know a lull of maybe five years, and then they would continue. Um, so. You know, the, the, the turn of the millennium comes around and Toho's releasing, you know, Godzilla 2000, uh, uh, the Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, I think it's what it was called, or Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Uh, and then it, in 2004, they released Godzilla Final Wars, which they're like, okay, this is Toho's not going to be doing any more Godzilla movies for a long, long time, right? So that was 2004. 
12 years passed, right? And Toho's like, you know what? We want to make another Godzilla movie. And uh, they hire Hideki Anno, uh, the anime director who was running Gainax, <laughs> was working on, created Neon Genesis Evangelion, was working on the rebuild Evangelion project, which was a retelling of the Evangelion story throughout four movies. And he kind of fell back into a depression, didn't want to do Eva anymore, was like, I need to do something else. And Toho was like, do you want to make a Godzilla movie? <clears throat> and he was like, Sure. And he created what in the States was known as Shin Godzilla. Over there, I think it was called uh, Shin Gojira, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm just pulling this all from memory, folks. Mm -hmm. The movie was a smash success in Japan. Uh, the Toho, I believe Toho International was like, should we bring this Japanese language Godzilla movie over to, to America? And they were like, yeah, the weebs will watch it. The Godzilla fans will watch it. But it ended up being a box office success. I mean, see. In the you... way, because it was in theaters for a long time. Yeah. It never, it never hit number one, but it was in like a screen or two for a very long yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, it was riding off the coattails of, of uh, Legendary's Godzilla, which came out two years before. Yes. Right. And people were like, well, there's not going to be another Godzilla movie for what ended up being like five years mm -hmm. as a continuation of that interpretation of the franchise so they're like yeah we want some godzilla we don't care if we have to read subtitles <coughs> so it, it did pretty well like see when you and i went to go see it we went to see it obviously we went to like this little niche movie theater but it was a full house no it was packed it was completely packed because it uh, and honestly and this is no disrespect to it but it's fair to say we were surprised by that right yeah we were very surprised yeah it was because i remember we decide to go see it. We go again, very niche movie theater. It kind of, it's actually the theater is, it's one of those theaters that's kind of hard to find even. It sounds crazy, but it is. And we go there and there's all these people waiting in the lobby. And we're like, what is, like, what are they here to see? And we actually, I remember making the assumption that everyone waiting in the lobby, because that's how this theater operated, like they wouldn't let you in yet, um, was like, oh, because there's a good amount of screens in this theater. Everyone's here, but they're all seeing something different because there were like eight screens. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you break it up, it'll like it'll spurs out. No, when the doors opened, everyone walked into the main theater to watch Shin Godzilla. It was crazy. Yeah. And I remember we were even like, I was either you or I think it was you. Did like when we realized this, I think you like ran ahead to get good seats. Yeah, because it was stadium <laughs> seating. Yeah, through the crowd. You're like, okay, wait. And you got through. Yeah, it was... And listen, Shin Godzilla was great. Um, Hideki Anno did an amazing job directing. Took him out of his depression and, bonus for me, got him to finish Rebuild Evangelion Project. And uh, while some people didn't like the ending, I was actually very satisfied it was, with the ending. It was the Jurassic Park to his Schindler's List. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, but Shin Godzilla was a great reinterpretation of the story. Uh, Shin Godzilla uh, took place in modern day was basically like basically the pitch was this how would the modern Japanese bureaucratic government handle a Godzilla attack oh by the way this particular Godzilla is like the most radioactive animalistic version of Godzilla that we've ever created. Come and too close to him and you'll die of cancer. That level pretty of much, pretty much. Yeah, which they had never touched that concept before. Yeah. So it, it 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 did wonders. We really really liked it. And Toho was like, eh, 
because there there was kind of a, a sequel hook at the end until it was like huh, who knows uh we, we're gonna take our time before we release another one mm-hmm. so then some years pass and in after like the japanese olympics there gets announced like oh by the way there's gonna be a new godzilla movie and most people were thinking, oh, they're finally going to make a sequel to Shin Godzilla. And then it got it got announced later on that, no, it was actually going to be another reinterpretation of the Godzilla story of Japan, uh, of Japan getting first contact with Godzilla, uh, having a, a first Godzilla attack. Except this time it was going to be in immediate post-war Japan, like literally when General MacArthur is like in control of the country that so in the original film, Godzilla shows up in the mid 50s. So like like around a decade after the end of World War Two, this interpretation of Godzilla, Godzilla was going to show up like months after the end of the war where where Japan is still rebuilding. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow, they're going to dig even deeper into the, the nuclear allegory. Right. Was what. In fact, I don't know if I told you or if I told one of our other friends. I was like, that's going to be interesting. So it couldn't have been me because I have to admit. And this is I don't know how I missed this going in and sitting down in the movie theater. I had no idea what they were going to do. OK, so I did. So it was probably another friend. But I remember saying like that's going to be interesting because that's and, you know, then the director got announced, which was uh, Takashi Yamazaki. That name sounded familiar. And when we get into the review proper, or actually, no, we can say it now. Uh, I remember thinking, like, well, who is this guy? Where, where have I heard him before? Turns out he had directed a movie that C and I had watched before. He is, like Hideki Anno, primarily a anime director who had directed the uh, the mo- the latest uh, CGI animated film of Lupin the Third. Yep. Which and you and I had a lot of fun with. We had a lot, of, and I when I learned that. I remembered looking on IMDb after we walked out and saw that he was attached to it. And I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, right. but it's, it's, well, we'll get into this a little later, but I think it's an interesting, potentially revealing trend that Japan is trying to do mm-hmm. with the new era of Godzilla, but with their new era. Yeah. Cause this is the we'll second, get- this is the second time in a row where, where they've been like, okay, we're going to get an anime director to direct our, our Godzilla movie. That's what I was going to say is that they're getting an anime director, which I think, I think this new era of Godzilla is really shaping up to be something incredible because they're intentionally making very different choices, which is so, very fascinating. So folks might be asking, like, why is this called Godzilla Minus One then? Because the original Godzilla took place in the 50s. Minus One is is meant to denote that this is taking place before the original Godzilla. Well, that's not saying that this is a prequel to that movie. It's just saying it's it, it where when this movie takes place is different is earlier than when the original took place. That was kind of the idea they were going for. Um, the the Godzilla titles always have some weird meaning behind them. Like Shin Godzilla actually translates to resurgence of Gojira, which was okay. basically Toho saying like, oh, this is Godzilla coming back to Toho, and this one is like this is this is a Godzilla movie taking place earlier than even the first one um so that's kind of the idea so uh see just quickly because i kind of gave my story of my exposure to godzilla what was your exposure to godzilla because every every everybody who's loved movies has been exposed to godzilla at one point or another so you know what um i was a weird kid too i guess because my exposure to godzilla was pretty much the same thing i so i should clarify one thing 
I was very lucky to live a block and a half away from a independent VHS rental shop. Not Blockbuster, an independent one that lasted a lot longer than um, Blockbuster ever did, like for years. Um, and so I was very lucky in that sense. Now, I honestly think my first Godzilla movie... No, sorry. My first understanding of who Godzilla was is I was watching kids. For those of you who don't remember, there was this thing called Boomerang, which would play. Oh, the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla. Yes. Yes. Yes, I thought I was the only one who watched that. No, no, I knew about this show. I didn't watch it faithfully, but I I did. I did. But I knew it existed. And I remember basically. Because basically, Boomerang would play after, uh, like it would start around six in the morning after Adult Swim, but before Cartoon Network proper, I think, is kind of how it operated. Um, and I would get up and I'd watch, I was usually up pretty early, uh, and I would watch like the last hour or so of Boomerang, which again was all the Hanna Barbera stuff because Ted Turner owned all the Hanna Barbera cartoons, which if you actually look, is a massive fucking library of stuff. But anyways, one of those was the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla series. And I remember watching that and thinking it was pretty cool. And I think my dad was like, oh, yeah, those are movies. And then I immediately needed to watch those right away. The first one I watched was when he faced against uh, King Ghidorah. But the one where King Ghidorah was later turned into Mecha Ghidorah. Um, I don't know the order of which all that was, but that was the movie. I saw that, fell in love with it, and proceeded to go to that local VHS shop and find all the Godzillas they had and watch all of them. Um, I also remember that with, this is a re- this was in the, my middle school days when I, when I was starting to be allowed to either go to or have sleepovers, and... I became quickly known as the kid that would play the movies that either parents weren't really fully, wouldn't show their kids, and I actually got into some trouble at one point, or uh, would show stuff that was unusual. So, like, you know, instead of watching, I don't know, some action movie that they've watched a hundred times, I'd be like, let's watch this instead. And about half the time for a while, it was Godzilla. So that was sort of my introduction to it. Um, I grew out of it. Eventually, like after a couple years, uh, when I think honestly, it was a little bit of peer pressure when all my friends didn't want to watch Godzilla anymore. I kind of stopped watching too, but my love and faith for it always stayed. Oh, and one other thing that I forgot to mention, one bonding experience my dad and I had for a while, I'd say from third, I'd say from second grade all the way till right before freshman year of high school. So the like end of eighth grade, my dad and I would build, you know, monster models together, like the, the plastic glue. And then you paint them models together. Um, and I'll send you pictures if I can find them Al. But at one point, my dad and I literally made what are known as, you know, dioramas. You know what I mean? When I say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We made two dioramas of Godzilla fighting multiple other monsters. Made two of them. And I have them somewhere. Like, we built these buildings. We made the Godzillas. We put them in place. 
and they would like fight each other in their own way. And we made two of these massive things. My mom was pissed because we at one point basically what was supposed to be her nice little sun porch we just put them all in there, and she couldn't have a sun porch anymore. She got mad for a little while about that. But hmm. that was my other exposure, even after I watched the movies, is I'd build these monster models. And the Godzilla monster models, we would order on – my dad would go online and order them from Japan because those were the better – they, they, they did make American ones, but they were shitty. The high-quality ones you'd buy from Japan, and we did – we built Godzilla. We built Destroyer. We built – two versions of Mecha Godzilla. It was an absolute blast. So I forgot to mention that like I also have a tactile relationship with it as well. Cool. Um, cool, cool, but cool. That's that's my story. <clears throat> so, um this is actually kind of interesting. My first exposure to Godzilla wasn't actually the first Godzilla movie. It was actually uh Godzilla versus King Kong or King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Also still directed by Ishiro Honda. Um I if I can direct it like the first he directed like most of the ones that happened in the in the Showa era of Godzilla. Oh, for those who don't know, would you mind explaining the eras? Al? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So Godzilla's kind of divided into eras. Uh, Showa was during the the Showa era. So basically, in Japan, every era is given a name based on the emperor. Right when the emperor is when the emperor abdicates or dies, mostly dies because they usually almost never abdicate, except this most recent one. Uh, the like the new emperor when he takes over his reign is given an era, so Showa I believe was Emperor Hideyoshi if no Emperor um, Hirohito sorry Emperor Hirohito, um uh so his was called the Showa era and all the Godzilla movies basically everything from the first one that came out in the fifties to the, the ones that came the last few ones that came out in the early seventies that's Showa era and that's the Godzilla that's like. Godzilla teaming up with other monsters. Godzilla kind of being a friend of Japan after the first, like, three movies. Like, really, after uh, Godzilla Raids Again and King Kong vs. Godzilla, Godzilla, for the most it's part, can be— a good guy. It's, it's a good guy. Th- that this, is, this is kind of the Godzilla that the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla was adapted from. He would come out, fight the evil monster, and go back in, and people would be like, oh, Godzilla saved us. Uh, then, in the 80s and 90s, those are called the Heisei era— that's kind of that's kind of made like a darker Godzilla started with I think Godzilla 1983 or 84. Um, Godzilla now is kind of more serious, kind of goes back to the roots of like being an allegory for like the nuclear devastation. Uh, and then later on in the mid 90s, they kind of go back to like, oh, Godzilla's kind of help, like not being a friend of Japan, but being like, oh, there's this other monster in my territory. Let me kick its ass. Right. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it does that. Uh that's this is kind of the era that because this is kind of the era where you would find like the Godzilla VHSs and like FYEs and Best Buys. Mm-hmm. You would find like Godzilla versus Ghidoria. This you would find Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. This uh, is also the era when they really started to build up the lore about these monsters and about yeah, other yeah, beings. Yeah. That's when they built that up a lot. Yeah. So uh that ends in the mid nineties. Uh to- Toho's like, oh, we don't know if we're gonna do another more Godzillas, because uh, because you know the the, the, the uh, these first two eras kind of like were like a film series where like one film was technically canon to the one that that the followed it, right? It wasn't it was a loose canon, but it was still following it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, uh, TriStar slash Columbia's Godzilla comes out, uh, the one that came out in 1998 with Matthew Broderick, directed by uh, Roland Emmerich. 
uh, Toho's not really happy about that. And they're like, okay, guys, we got to do Godzilla again. So then now they don't name them after the, because it was still technically Heisei, because it was still the, the emperor. Uh, Hirohito's son was still like reigning. So now they give it a different name. Now they're called Millennium because this is 1999, turn of the Millennium. And they released Godzilla 2000. And then there's like, they do something different in this era. In this era, uh, the uh, the Godzilla movies, they're, they're no longer like canon to each other. Like Godzilla 2000 has nothing to do with the Tokyo SOS, has nothing to do with the Godzilla Final Wars, has nothing to do, they have nothing to do with each other. Uh, those first four movies, the only thing that are connected is that there was a Godzilla attack in the 50s. So only the first Godzilla is canon. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> saying this is, it's a constant reset with each one. Yeah, with each movie, right? Even though Finals Wars makes no sense because that's when a bunch of monsters appear. But anyway, uh, or a bunch of kaiju, by the way. Giant monsters called kaiju. Um, we're still technically in the Millennium Era because Toho's not given... They the, haven't called. I thought this was called the Shin era. I thought that's what they were calling it. Well, no, no, that that was what was hi- hypothesized because they're like, oh, Shin Godzilla is going to be the start of a of a new series, but obviously that's not been the case with minus one. Minus Fair one, enough. minus one is its own different thing. So they we're technically still in Millennium era unless Toho gives Shin Godzilla and minus one a new era name. But but who knows? Um, but anyway, it, may, it would make sense if they did, but it, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, so yeah, but my first movie was King Kong versus Godzilla. I was really into Godzilla. My sister was really into King Kong. Um, then uh, I actually because you could then my mom buys me the original uh, the original Godzilla. Well, at least the one that was in America, Godzilla King of the Monsters with Raymond Burr, uh, which was like a recut Gojira. That's right. I, I didn't I didn't get that. I didn't get the uncut Gojira until it came out on Blu-ray like when I was in college, uh, but my parents would buy me a bunch of Godzilla toys and uh, obviously the Heisei stuff that you would find in Best Buy, FYE, and Circuit City, I would pick those up. So I've seen all the Heisei movies. I've I've now seen all the Showa stuff too, but when I was a kid, it was like Heisei. I would watch like Godzilla vs. Biollante or Godzilla vs. Space uh, Godzilla, which still has one of the best like Godzilla death scenes ever put on film. It's intense. Um, it's intense. I've seen that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, also, did you know the Godzilla video game for the PlayStation Three that came out in like the two th- mid two thousands? The PlayStation Three version is extremely rare and valuable, and is valued at approximately like two hundred dollars because <laughs> it's I don't know why, but it's a special port or something. It's very unique. So funny thing, I'm such a huge Godzilla fan. I've never played any of the Godzilla games. The really? cl- the only kaiju game I've ever played was the was the Xbox version of Peter Jackson's King Kong, which everyone says is like the best like video game adaptation of a movie ever made, and it's really that's, really good. But that's the closest damn, I've ever gotten. Okay. All right, but anyway, anyway, uh, how's about see we yes. watch the trailer for Minus One because like something we haven't talked about was that this movie is still in theaters. It is. Why is it still in theaters? See, well, we'll talk about that after we watch the trailer. And now a word from our sponsors.
なところに呼ばれたんですか政府はこの情報を国民に伏せています誰かが貧乏くじ引かなきゃなんねんだよみんな死んだぞこの橋知らずその怪物は許しちゃくれない「ゴジラマイナスワン」Never seen that trailer before. Damn. I had. I had seen it many, many times, actually. <laughs> All right. I, I gotta say something. See, I know I kind of leave you the floor, but I gotta say something. Have at it. No, this is, this is your moment. This has not been a great year for like big movies. And what I mean by that is that like all the blockbusters we've seen, like, I was worried that by the time the 2022 was ending, Was like, well, we, we, we haven't had our like Top Gun Maverick. We haven't had like our Avengers. Like that blockbuster that everyone's like, this is good cinema. This is great. This is amazing. We haven't had that.、Uh, Quantum Mania was whatever. And now we have. Spider Verse was the closest we got. Spider Verse was the closest. But, you know, some people would argue that like、eh, animation kind of has different rules. But you're right. Spider Verse was the closest. All the superhero movies that come out, like, remember when everyone was saying, when Warner Bros. was saying, oh, The Flash is going to be the big movie. <laughs> right? And, and listen,、yeah. uh, Barbie made a billion dollars, but let's be real here. Barbie was not a blockbuster in the sense of like large scale, crazy epic story. It's actually a very, like, small, relatively it's small an story. It's an intimate story. It's an intimate story, right? You know?、Yeah. And most people would say, like, yeah, that's pretty much I mean, it's a blockbuster. It made a billion bucks, but. It's,、yeah. It wasn't that big, big movie. Everyone was wondering, like, where's that big, big movie? The closest we got was Oppenheimer, and Oppenheimer is not even a big, big movie. It's just because there's a big, big explosion in it.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, man, it has not been a good year for the big movie.、Um, and, and in fact, I remember I was, th- I was talking to UC and some other friends. I was like, I, I don't think Hollywood knows how to make the big movie anymore. Like, the Marvels was not getting good reviews.、Um, The Fast and the Furious, which was trying to be a big movie, was a complete、mm. disaster.、Um, yeah. Quantum Mania was fucking rough. Yeah, yeah. I was like,、oh, I, guess, I guess Hollywood doesn't know how to make the big movie anymore. And that may still be true. I will say this Toho, Japan, this, this guy, this animator, Takashi Yamazaki, knows how to make a big movie. And knows how to make it for around $15 million. And you know what? That still is astounding to me. And you, the Marvels cost $200 million to make. And you know what? Godzilla minus one, not only is the best blockbuster set pieces I've seen all year, it is one of the best movies I've seen of 2023. In fact, Maybe even one of the top five best movies I've seen of 2023. And it's crazy that I thought, like, well, 2023 is not going to be a great year for movies. And just to kind of give you a hint of how this is going to go, man, 2023 was backloaded with a lot of good shit. And this, this, like, like,、uh, like Jules would say in Pulp Fiction, this is some gourmet shit. Because, <laughs> folks, listen, listen. If there's one critique 
that has plagued this franchise, this th that has plagued this iconic monster, really, really since its second movie, Godzilla Raids Again, was that, man, the kaiju stuff is fun. Man, the human characters suck. And unfortunately, that's been true in the Japan side of the Pacific and in the... Uh, American. And in the American side of the Pacific, you know, no one, listen, I loved Godzilla versus Kong. We all did. But what I loved was Godzilla and Kong. Not the story. Not, uh, not Millie Bobby Brown, not the Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. Mm -hmm. Not, and listen, I love, I love Rebecca Hall, but I did not love her in Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I did not love any characters in Kong Skull Island. I did not love any characters in the 2014 Godzilla. The fact that Kong Skull Island had like, people were saying the story was like surprisingly made, was coherent. That was like shocking for people. Yeah. At the time. I, no offense. I, I had a friend who worked on it, but mm -hmm. I really didn't care for the human characters in Godzilla King of Monsters. No one did. Uh, no one did. I, and listen, the closest people got, they said, when Shin Godzilla came out, people were like, the characters aren't great, but them solving the problem of Godzilla is interesting. When right? the only kaiju movie known to have sub-decent human characters is Pacific Rim, there's a problem. Exactly. This is plagued not just Godzilla movies. This is plagued kaiju movies throughout history. Godzilla minus one. You... Not not only do you care for these characters, you feel for these characters. Godzilla Minus One has the best human characters of any kaiju movie I've seen since the original Godzilla. I cared for these characters. I cried for these characters. I laughed when these characters succeeded. These characters are funny. They're human. They, ha they have, you know, there's obviously a cultural disconnect because these are Japanese characters and I'm from the West, but even I could understand their pain, their suffering, their fear of Godzilla. By far the mo one of the most human and inspiring stories ever told in a kaiju film. Oh, and by the way, Godzilla in this movie is one of the best interpretations of Godzilla I've ever seen. It's a mixture of the radioactive abomination from Shin Godzilla the confused animal in the original Godzilla. And it's like, a, it's like, it's like the original Godzilla and Shin Godzilla fused, like did the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. I'm getting super weeby here, but, and it's like, this is what you get. You get this monster who this, this really this dinosaur. Who's like, I've been nuked. I'm mad, but I'm not mad in like an evil way. I'm just mad in a wild animal sort of way. And my God, folks, the movie's still in theaters. Go watch it. Everyone I've recommended to see this movie has always texted me back or called me back saying like, that was the best big movie I've seen in theaters. I've had people tell me like, oh man, this, like after this, I, I don't think I can watch a Marvel movie because this was, this showed you like what a movie should be. Godzilla minus one is the Top Gun Maverick of 2023. And Hollywood should be ashamed should be ashamed that they have lost their way with their over-reliance on CGI and shooting in front of a green screen and using the volume 
and being like, we're going to shoot with really without a script. We're just going to tell our actors to do this random things with around golf balls. And you've created, you've created these movies that just seem like mass produced, don't really seem interesting, right? Where you're like, okay, the interesting stuff is going to be the small intimate stuff, like the stuff that's going to be in contention for awards that are in film festivals or, you know, the stuff that's kind of not really a big movie, but these like these studio movies like like Barbie, right, that that kind of have something else going for it. That That's all you're like, that's all they're going to do. And then this 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 company in Japan, Toho, was like, we're going to show Americans how you make a big blockbuster. And you know what? Everyone, Universal, Warner Brothers, Disney, uh, Paramount, they should be embarrassed because this is the best blockbuster of this is the best big event movie of the year that almost always went to an American uh, to an American film. Right. Like last year was RRR. This year it's Godzilla minus one. America has lots its way. Asia is now the place to go to get a big event movie. And uh, Hollywood, I'm sorry, you, you guys, you guys. I walked out of here like C was there with me. The 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 scene where Godzilla is wreaking havoc, where he finally does his atomic breath. I was like, oh, everyone in the theater was like, oh, because they knew what was going to happen. Oh my god! When when we saw Quantum Mania, and there's a moment where you're like, oh, this is going to be the big moment where everyone goes, oh my god! Everyone was just kind of laughing. Like, well, That's we went, stupid. oh, we were, oh god. That's stuff. so stupid. But anyway, anyway, yeah. this is one of the best films of the year, folks. See, what do you say? Well, I don't think I can top that. <laughs> um, so, as I said earlier, I went in here knowing nothing. And I was convinced initially that the... See, so, the movie takes place... It even says, like, four days before the war ends. Before... Um, before the end of the war. And I was convinced, oh, they're just going to do this initially, and then it's going to cut to modern day. 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, they're not, and I'm, um, and this is genius. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, Jesus, they're really going to do a Grave of the Fireflies with this, aren't they? Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a really powerful post-war perspective of Japan. It's very depressing, though, be warned. From so, Studio Ghibli, so it is an animated film directed by their number two at the time, Isao Takahata. Yes, very intense movie. I do not. I recommend it, but I don't recommend it lightly. Um, but point is, I'm watching this, and it's like literally immediate post-war struggles that they're going through, and it's. I am, as you said, I am just amazed that it is a kaiju film. That's you know what that that's the other thing. We've been watching kaiju movies. This is a kaiju film. Oh okay? god. And I hate I, let me say I don't say that lightly cuz I hate when people say that. I roll my eyes when people are like, "No, this is a movie. There's a difference between a movie and a film." All movies are films and all films are movies, but whatever. Okay, I'm that, we're not here to argue that. Um but what people think of when they separate film and movie I would say that's what Godzilla minus one has done to a lesser extent Shin Godzilla as well, but it wasn't quite the same thing. Um, still very enjoyable though, but I'm sitting here and watching this very human drama about trying to survive in post war Japan. And I'm realizing I haven't seen Godzilla at all for 20 minutes. 
and I don't mind. Like, I'm very okay with that. And that is absolutely remarkable. Now, again, they know when to bring Godzilla back in just the right moments. Like, it's not too much. But it's a shocking amount of time between when we don't get it and when we do get it. Now, my, originally, my one critique for this movie was going to be the fact that the CGI was a little bit off. But then I immediately learned that this movie was made for only $15 million. At which point I was like, well, at that point, the CGI is amazing. Like what this movie achieved for $15 million, I've never seen a movie do that, ever. And even with the slightly off CGI at certain times, there are still incredible action sequences. Really remarkable. Uh, the one that blew me away, as I'll say, is when he is in a plane and he's taunting Godzilla in a plane. That's all I'll say. And it is one of the best action sequences I've seen in years. It's genius what they do in that moment. The, uh, the mastery of Yamazaki's direction. It's, where, it's incredible. Where I'm like... We talked about this after this after we saw the film. I said, you know, if Hollywood's not going to his house and being like, listen, we will let you take any of this IP. Please save us. If James Gunn had any sense, he would be like, listen, dude, the DCU needs masters. You are a master. Please. Like, like we, we need people to save us. If... <laughs> Like, if Universal Bit went like, you know what? We're going to totally scrap the stuff we've shot for the last Fast and Furious. You, Mr. Yamazaki, please fix this. We The money will be well spent. If Warner Brothers were like, Mr. Yamazaki, do you want to make Barbie 2? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if Disney was like, if Disney went up to him and said like, sir, do you want to make Star Wars? Do you want to make Marvel? What do you want? <laughs> Listen, this, because here's the thing. This film isn't just a, 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 a giant kaiju disaster movie. This film has elements where it becomes a very fascinating war picture. This film has elements of, of, of being like a chasing a shark at sea movie, like, like Jaws. And, See, I don't know if, if if you'll agree with me. Maybe this is my obnoxious hot take. Was this the best romance I've seen of 2023? Not for me, but it's very good. Well, what what was better than this for you? You haven't seen it. Um, uh, past Lives. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen Past Lives. But this, to me, was the best romance I've seen of 2023. And I was, I was like... Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> How do you get that in a kaiju movie? Like all these different like like types of, of of cinema is in this movie and it never feels disjointed. It never does. It never does. Why? Because he knows how to he knows how to direct these sequences, how to make it all coherent. He knows how to make the story coherent. I, I I'm sorry. Th th this like I get really sad sometimes because I really do feel like Hollywood is in a bad place right now where like they say like, well, we don't make the mid 
and small we don't the small budget films we're gonna leave for like these super indie places that are just gonna play in film festivals um and the mid-budget we're not gonna do anymore because nobody watches them in theaters anymore uh we're just gonna send them straight to streaming is top gun maverick the last movie like type of movie you're thinking of that did this um probably and and so so basically hollywood said in theaters we're just gonna do the big event movie that's all we're gonna do yeah and they and then they're like not good at that you you Mm. i would i wouldn't mind so much if they were just good at it but they're not anymore yeah they lost their way and and they got lazy they got lazy yeah and i was you know this this is going to be kind of sad i was kind of sad where i was like Man, is, was Barbie and Oppenheimer really the last things that I was like, this is this 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 is good shit? Like, is that really it? And then I'm thankful to say the end of the the end of 2023 was so loaded with really good stuff. There's gonna be a movie we're gonna review that I, I'm probably gonna be more like enthusiastic than even minus one. Oh, I think I know what it's gonna be. Because but we'll get I, to it when we get to because it. I was like, movies are back, baby. They're back. And, and I'd, I had seen, uh, in fact, I saw that movie in Minus One back to back. You did not. I, I, I told you this. I told you that's why oh, I was late. Oh, yeah, that's why you were late. Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking of a different movie then. Okay, I understand now. And, and, okay. and honestly, honestly, the day I saw these two movies, that movie and Minus One, I was like, you know what? Movies are back. Maybe not in the way I hope. I, I hope at least Hollywood will be like, you know what? People want these movies because the other movie I'm referencing, just kind of alluding to it, folks, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's actually weirdly gone viral, kind of like how the menu went viral in 2022. This mm. movie went viral where people were saying like, oh, that's this is like the best Christmas movie they've seen. And it's viral on TikTok. It's viral on Instagram Reels. It's viral on X. Because it brought back something that, pe- that people didn't realize they missed. Exactly. And this movie... This movie is still in theaters because people, by pure word of mouth, people were telling, like, dude, I know it's I know it's in Japanese and you have to read subtitles. This is the best big movie I've seen, like, in a while. This is better than the American Godzilla movies. Like, like when friends are telling me, like, hey, dude, have you seen this Minus One stuff? And I'm like, dude, not, not only did I see it, like, like, in a special screening, it was so good I saw it again. Mm. And, um, well, you know why I had to see it again. Uh, yes. But, oh, uh, I don't know. Is, is, is there anything else you want to add? Because I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just throwing myself at this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so it is, it is truly a marvel. It really is. No pun intended. Um, I think I was just so surprised at how good it was. Let me be clear. I didn't think it was going to be bad. But I thought the experience was going to be similar to watching Godzilla vs. Kong, where it's like, you know, the action sequences are fantastic, I'm having a great time, and the human element is going to be be whatever, you know. I really, I didn't think they were going to do, I didn't think Shin Godzilla could be replicated again, in the sense that like, oh wow, they made a very self-aware Godzilla movie, that's, that's actually pretty impressive. Um... Like, I thought the height of human story you could get with kaiju movies was actually Cloverfield. I should be more clear. Cloverfield was, I thought, it was like, this is the height you can get with with human relationship and human, not even relationship, human response to kaiju. 
I thought Cloverfield was the best you could do. But this does something on a whole new fucking level. Like, really manages to actually say, you know what? We're going to actually, like, show you real stories in this. Because at the end of the day, they're not just bodies running away from a giant creature. They're actual... They're people. They're family. And I think one thing that this movie realized is, unlike a lot of the other Godzilla movies, a lot of the Godzilla sequels really focused on the the big power player humans, so to speak. Like, the movers and shakers of... of of the movie, like the government, oh, the, the big businessman, the scientists. It's yeah. like, that's what it always was. And I think, and honestly, I have to credit Cloverfield for this a little bit, but I think people realized, oh, what's more interesting is the on the boots, on the ground human perspective of it. Like the person running away, like what are they going through? You know, that that's what's more interesting. And I think this really... Godzilla minus one really meditated on that, yeah, in such an impressive way, and the era it chose to do that in is remarkable. It's actually what it brings you back to the original Gojira, because you will find cinephiles who will love Gojira, but then won't go in get into all the other Godzilla movies, and the reason why is there is an understanding that. Gojira is reflection on what Japan yes, went yes, through. Yes, yes, yes. It is Gojira is is Japan reconciling the annihilation. It is looking into the void and responding in some kind of way. It is it is a an amalgamation of that fear. We have have since never seen a Godzilla a kaiju movie do that until now. Yeah. And that is absolutely remarkable. Like really, really remarkable. You know, there I know like because we both studied film, I know professors had said it all the time. They said, What will make your movie succeed isn't the set piece, it is your characters, characters, characters. And kaiju movies were that cheat code where you're like, Well, if I just saw two big things fighting each other, uh characters can kind of be uh, Characters right. can go fuck themselves. That was genuinely the view. Yeah, that was like your cheat code, right? Yeah, it was your cheat code. Yeah, and the fact that uh, the the fact that in Godzilla minus one, they, because Yamazaki also wrote the script. Yamazaki's like, no, you know what? I really want to create some characters that you care for, that you care for, because the characters here are a kamikaze fighter pilot who didn't kamikaze. Uh, this orphaned young woman who lost her family in the Tokyo bombing fires and this uh, orphaned baby that a dying mother asked this young woman to take care of. This found family in Emiya post-war Japan. Like eventually you come to like really want, like here, here's the thing. You're like, okay, this is an interesting setup for a, the humans of a Godzilla movie. And then at the end, you're like, oh, my God, if anything happens to this trio, I'm going to kill everyone in this room. Uh, yeah, Godzilla. That was, yeah. Like, like when, when, when literally people in the audience were like, no, when, 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 yeah. when the big when the big thing happened right before the third act. And yeah. and you know what? You know what? The fact that, again, this is a Western audience who I don't maybe there were one or two people there who speak I Japanese. Haven't seen, I haven't seen. So, you know what this is? I haven't seen a Western audience get this intense about a 
movie not made in America since Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I haven't seen this level of intensity since then. Granted, I think Crouching Tiger might have technically been a little bit bigger, but still, you have not seen something like this Also, since then. Also, Crouching Tiger famously, like, it was like a, a 70, a 70, 30 split of the dub versus like people who wanted to see it subbed. Like if you went, if you saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon subbed, it was mostly in New York or LA, mm, the big cities. True. Everyone else who saw it were watching the dubbed version. I don't know. I don't think there is a dubbed version of Godzilla minus one. No, there isn't. The fact that, it, and that's something I love. Like, like, listen, I've been very clear on my position. And when it comes to foreign animated films where I'm like, I'll watch the I'll watch the English dub, right? Because it's animation, and yeah, one day. And I also go around to watching the original like audio of an animated film. But when it comes to live action, fuck dubs. I'll only see subs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's just me, right? Most people are like, no, if if there's a dub, I'll watch that even in live action. But everyone here was like, they didn't care if they had to read the 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 subtitles. They were like, they were in 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 this movie. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, what else can be said of the characters, of the filmmaking prowess here? I, I just got to say that, like, while I'm still going to watch it and I'll probably love it, man, Godzilla versus Kong or Godzilla X Kong is... There's no way it can compete. It yeah, can't. yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's giving us similar vibes <laughs> as the previous American ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen... That that movie will probably be what it's meant to be, which is like silly fun. Like you're supposed and we'll to have love a, it. We'll have fun with it. We'll have fun with it. But man, when you see like what like when you see like giving like sincere, serious filmmaking or telling a sincere and serious a sincere human story in a kaiju film, and it's mm-hmm. it becomes a runaway success. Like man, legendary brother, be like, all right, folks, we already have Godzilla X Kong in the in the can. Um, our next film, we we really need to step up the human character game. We really need yeah. really to. Well, because now Japan did it, so like, well, shit, we didn't realize that was required. <laughs> now it's gonna be where people are like, well, we don't care about Rebecca Hall, and who who's the new human character in this? It's uh, Rebecca Dan Hall Stevens again, and Dan, and Dan Stevens. Stevens. Yeah, they're gonna be like, we don't give a shit about these guys. Give us, uh, give us, Nor- give us Noriko fuck- and Ko- Kochi again. We want them. What's fucked up is if you give Rebecca Hall the right script, she could make it very, work very well. That's oh, yeah. what's fucked. That's that's what's really okay. I got to bring that up. When I saw Rebecca Hall in Godzilla vs Kong, and I was like, "Am I about to care about a human being in a Godzilla movie?" The short answer was no. But <laughs> but but like it's like don't do that. And look, I don't blame Rebecca Hall for doing it. Let let's be very clear. It's like. She saw, she got, I'm sure she wanted to be like, yeah, I want to be in a big movie. Again. I want to be in a big movie. Who doesn't? Because she, she does a lot of independent stuff or smaller stuff. So when she, you know, if an actor is offered a bigger thing, I'm not going to blame them for doing that. I'm also, I'm sure the paycheck was great too. She deserves it. Exactly. But, but like in that, when I realized Rebecca Hall was doing this, I'm like, oh, we might give a shit. And then I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm sure Rebecca Hall was very cordial and very nice, but I'm sure she read the script and it was like, it was like kind of chuckling. Like this is like, she knew this was not the material, but she did great. But if you give Rebecca, if, if they, if the States did a Godzilla movie and they treated the human characters with some respect and they kept Rebecca Hall, 
Like that, you know what? That's what I want. Obviously, Godzilla X Kong is locked in. But if they do another one and they decide we're going to give them real human characters, for fuck's sake, keep Rebecca Hall. She'll do a great job. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, how how's about we give our our rating? We're probably probably going to. Do you have any critiques at all? My honestly, my only critique is that I really, really feel like I really feel like. The movie weirdly does not, like, really doesn't touch on, like, the the themes of nuclear war, like I thought. Because I thought, well, it's going to be in post. Like, and that, that that's just me kind of being, like, shocked that this is more about, like, like rebuilding a people versus, like, man, we got really fucked by, by nuclear bombs, yeah. right? Uh, that's interesting to me. Um, that Godzilla is more of an agent of like an agent of like war versus an agent of like nuclear, like the stuff that nuclear fallout. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would also say is that uh, the the kind of the, 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 the operation because like anytime there's a Godzilla movie, that's Godzilla facing people for the first time. It's almost always a rule that the third act is going to be like some sort of operation, human operation to, to stop him, to kill him. Yeah. yeah. And this listen, is so different. I, yeah. The, I would say that the operation in Shin Godzilla was like, I know this sounds weird. It was not as ridiculous. The one here is a little ridiculous. Like you're like, okay, you're, okay. I'll just say that it involves like inflatables. It's not believable. Uh, it, or yeah. not even that it's not believable. It's that you you can't buy that this this could possibly work. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Godzilla in minus one is like the size of the original Gojira, right? Oh, the size yeah, of the original Godzilla. Shin Godzilla was like the tallest Godzilla to ever exist. Yeah. Um. And and still the operation to stop him. Shin was Godzilla's like, the size of the fucking Sears Tower, even bigger, maybe. Yeah, huge. The the operation to stop Shin Godzilla, I was, I never like during the movie was like that's a little ridiculous. In this one, I was like that's a little ridiculous, but I was so into the characters, the care. I loved the characters so much that when they were talking about it, I just said well, that's a little ridiculous and left it at that. That's really mm-hmm. my only critique. Um, that the operation, you're like really, that's it, and or that's that's your plan, that's gonna work. Um, you know, uh, I would also say, I would also say is that, and it depends on how you feel about it, is mm-hmm. that like the way the movie plays out, there's a, there's a, there's a tragedy that happens in the movie mm-hmm. that hurts so much that you're like, oh my God. And then the, the film, the film kind of walks it back. And I, I normally, was waiting for you to get to that. I was and normally, that. normally, when the film walks it back, you're like, okay, there's no more stakes now. Because the film has to walk it back, and now there's no more stakes. Mm-hmm. But then the film is very clever in being like, okay, now these are the stakes. And you're like, oh my god, if this character goes through with this, it'll be such a dramatic irony. It'll be mm-hmm. such a tragic irony. So I, I appreciated the film that it was like, Listen, we're not going to be sadists here. Let's let's walk this horrible thing back. But we still need to have stakes in the third act. So how about we go at this ankle? And I thought that was smart writing. Mm-hmm. I really did. <laughs> now, a ballsier movie would have 
would have stuck with the tragedy, but I think the filmmaker knew that, like, listen, sometimes we don't want people to always have, like, a, a, too much of a sour taste in their mouth. I would have actually been really upset with if if they went through with the tragedy fully, and the reason why <clears throat> is it would have been condoning the 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 concept of kamikazing. Yeah, that, which which I think would have been a bad message. No, no, that no. Yeah, exactly. Bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the way everything tied in together, like where it's like it's reaffirming life, it's reaffirming love. It it just all really worked well together. And that's the thing. Like when you're writing. And you feel like you've written yourself in a corner and you find a way not only to get out of the corner, but to kind of reaffirm the overall theme of your movie where it's even stronger. I'm like, that's that's good fucking writing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really good fucking writing. Now, some people would say like, yeah, but it would have been more interesting if, if they kind of like really went all out with with this tragic element. And I'm like, listen, this movie's not trying to be that because ultimately with a Godzilla movie, you do want a happy ending. Like you do. Like like kaiju movies should always end in a happy ending because oh, yeah. if they don't, you've just kind of shown, because these are giant monsters, you've kind of shown a large-scale mass death and kind of left people with a bitter taste in their mouth. You know you know what you do? It, you know, there's a kaiju thing that has given us a sad ending and no one liked it. Folks, it's called Attack on Titan. No one liked that shit. No <laughs> one wanted that. What? I mean, I mean, you're right. You're right. The ending. You know what I'm talking about. No, I know. I know what you're talking about. I really, really do. I would say that like Attack on Titan can get away with it because Attack on Titan can get away with it because it, it was a different medium, and it was a much. It was longer medium too. So it can get fair. away. It can get but, away with it, but. But something like this where you're like, hey, we want you to see Devastation for two hours and we're going to end on a sour note. People would be like, oh, fuck you, movie. I also and, – and, and this is the only other thing I'll say on Attack on Titan because I have not watched the show entirely. But I looked up on – because I, I know fans are pretty split on it, on the ending. And I watched a video on both perspectives, one that liked it and one that didn't like it. And I can completely see why the ending of Attack on Titan made people feel gross because it's kind of like – this horrible thing was necessary. And you're like, but did you have to do that? That's excessive. But anyways, my point, I'm trying to support the choice here that Shin, that, no, sorry, that Godzilla minus one made where it's like, yeah, if you just have a giant monster rampage through, it, it leaves a bad, it, it would leave a bad taste in your mouth. Exactly. It's especially, yeah, you're totally right. I, uh, I would just say that like, again, Attack on Titan could get away with it because it was a longer series. Cause, cause when you're like subjected to two hours of downers and you end with a downer, that's like Jesus. Like some people do it, but some people even do it well. But yeah, but the, a kaiju movie really shouldn't be that, you know. Like a kaiju movie should have like this is the moral, but it should always have like something where like, like you feel like okay, humanity has a chance, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas you know, like I feel like, like for instance. I feel like if Pacific Rim ended with like everyone dying at the end, all the Jaegers are destroyed. Like they, they beat the Kaiju, but all the Jaegers are destroyed and all of Tokyo or California, wherever the final battle took place was racked. You would have been like, Jesus, Guillermo del Toro. What the fuck? Yeah. That would but, have been a lot. Yeah. 
So, uh, what 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 rating do you give it, uh, C? I give this a kaiju flush. Uh, the only reason, let me just say, why I do not give it a fox is, yes, it was impressive. The, the, everything was impressive, especially when you consider the budget. It's just there were some CGI moments where it was like, okay, there's no way that person is running faster than Godzilla. It's just like that took you, took me out of it for a moment. And I also think there was a bit of a... It, there were there was a moment where it got a little melodramatic, but overall it was such a human story that it was wonderful. Um, so I have to give this a a kaiju flush for that for those two reasons only, but without a doubt a kaiju flush. Godzilla fucks. <laughs> That's it. Godzilla fucks. Not, God- e- not even Godzilla minus fucks. No, Godzilla fucks. Godzilla looks at all the kaijus and he's like, I fuck. No one here fucks. I fucks. Get me Mothra, bitch. We're going to fuck. Godzilla fucks. My parents listen to this, so you're bleeping out all those words. (laughs) No. Um, Listen, this this film, like, really showed you that, like, guys, big event films don't have to be mindless drivel. They can actually, like, be about something, right? Mm -hmm. People don't go to the theaters just to see shiny stuff explode on the screen. You know, we've they, seen that before. Yeah, they, you know, and here's the thing. Like say what you will. Like the early Marvel stuff, you know, they were about something. You cared about those characters. You cared about what they were going through. Yeah, maybe the villains weren't that great. Uh, but you cared about the hero, right? And then somewhere along the line Disney forgot about that and was like, "Cameos, cameos. Uh uh fan service, fan service. Uh 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 uh, shout out, shout out, callbacks, callbacks, mm-hmm. and uh, they lost their way. Uh, you know, the Fast and the Furious franchise and Universal was like, listen, the family stuff is silly, but you're here to see like insane, like, like real stunts play with uh, these charismatic, diverse crew, right? Planning an incredible heist or planning an incredible like car chase, and then it just became. Vin Diesel just saying family in the most monotone way possible and CGI with the biggest ex- explosion behind it. With the biggest CGI explosion and the with the fakest looking CGI car. Mm-hmm. Um what needs to be said about the worst of the DCEU movies? Let's not go. That's too painful. Exactly. Um it just and Paramount with like what was the last big movie that Paramount like Paramount outside of Tom Cruise? All their big blockbuster stuff fails. Yeah, it does. Like, if Paramount didn't have Tom Cruise, they'd be so fucked. Yeah, they so, would be. They genuinely would be. Unless, like, it's crazy that unless there's Tom Cruise, you're like, these event films don't really, aren't about anything. And this movie, all the way from across the Pacific, is like, we want to be about something. We want to make you care about the characters. And also, Godzilla's going to look fucking badass and going to do some fucking Godzilla shit. Mm-hmm. And, listen, I'm I'm impressed. Uh like the day I saw the Godzilla minus one and the other movie was one of the happiest days I've had the happiest day I had in a movie theater for all of 2023. Um, I'm, I have hope for movies. I really, really do. Damn. And uh, <laughs> I got to say, um, well, folks, okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, no you, folks go watch it. Go, go watch Godzilla. Oh, minus definitely. One. It's in theaters, folks. 
still in theaters. All right. Uh, do you want to add something else here? No, no, no. You summed it up nicely. All right. So this has been our review of Godzilla Minus One. This has been What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm C. What was that? The iconic Godzilla scream. Oh, it came through my headphones weird. All right. Good night, everybody.